Hey everyone, welcome back to My Nerdy Universe. We are going to be talking about The Flash, and it's just going to be me on today. So I'm going to first go over a little disclaimer about Ezra Miller's actions, and just explain that, you know, I don't think what he did was right, I don't think anyone should, and I just want to stay friendly that I will be separating the character from the actor. And the reason I want to make that clear is I don't want to support this actor in any way, I'm honestly surprised that this movie got as far as it did, because I know there was a lot of, you know, mixed feelings and stuff like that, that the movie was even going to continue, but it did, and I think what we got was alright. Me as a Flash fan, I don't think it was bad, but I also don't think it is what people were saying, which was that it was the greatest comic book movie of all time. I've heard some thoughts that that was kind of a ploy to get people to see the movie, like hype it up so much that they have no choice to see it. But that is not what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about the movie as a whole, the core, and everything like that. And how I want to start doing that is by talking about the cast. So we have Ezra Miller as Barry Allen slash The Flash. We have Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. We get greeted with Michael Keaton's Batman and Bruce Wayne. Sasha Cali's Supergirl slash Kara Zor-El. Kierce Clemens' Iron... Iris West, which we saw in the Justice League. I think that was the last time we saw her. And I don't know if that was an official scene. I can't remember. Or if that was a, a deleted scene that we never kind of saw. We have Michael Shannon as Zod. And that's pretty much the main six cast members that we see throughout the movie for the most amount of time. Now, the movie starts with uh, Barry kind of getting his breakfast. We find out that he's low on calories, so he's trying to get the most high-calorie breakfast he can. He normally has a girl that makes it for him, and she's not there today. So he's kind of in a rush, like always, because he's running late. Ironically, The Flash, somehow, in every media that I've seen, is always running late. It's a funny but ironic thing that they do. I love it. I like to be very well-planned. But somehow show up to work <laughs> late all the time. And I don't even mean to. Anyways, the person that normally mixes breakfast and pre-mix it for him so he's not late and he can just run up right out the door isn't there. So a guy goes on a rant talking about, you know, random stuff while making his breakfast and telling him not to be in such a rush. We get a call to Alfred and he's like, you got to go meet Batman at this robbery and help him out. So Barry's like, Alfred, can you just, like not actually tell me to do this right now? I'm in a rush to work. I gotta get my breakfast. I'm very low on calories, you know, stuff like that. And Alfred's like, well, it seems like Wayne really needs you right now. Can you go help him out? And he's like, fine. He's kind of still waiting for his breakfast, but he runs to the bathroom, then runs out of it, gets in his flash suit, which we see uh, the flash movie suit on screen. I don't know when they changed it from the Justice League suit to the Flash suit. I also don't know who made it. My hunch is that it maybe 
was Batman because, or maybe it was like their universe's Star Labs. Victor could have helped him make it because if you guys have seen the Flash TV show, you know that the Flash from that TV show and the Flash from the movie all met each other, but the Flash from the movie is still wearing his Justice League suit, but he's like, Victor was right about the whole multiverse thing. So part of me thinks that Victor could have had the tech, the tech expertise to make the Flash's new suit. So he gets in the new suit, and he's like, I'm running low. He looks at his watch again. He's running low on calories, but then he meets these fans see him right when he's about to rush off, and he's like, can you throw me that candy bar? I And then Alfred interrupts him, and he misses the candy bar, and then he winds up to do his run, and then we get the title card, um, which I thought was amazing because the title card forms right when he right when he's about to rush off. And I thought the running scene was kind of cool. I've never seen it done the way that they did it, which was kind of the world kind of like speeding up like a treadmill, and then the Flash kind of running at like what kind of looks like a normal run. I thought it was interesting. I kind of gave their running scenes like a seven, maybe a seven point five out of ten. It was great. But I feel like it could have been better with just their budget and it being a blockbuster movie. Anyways, he runs to the hospital where the robbery's happening. Batman catches him up to speed uh, when he gets onto the scene. He's like, Barry, I need you to do, uh, clean up the wiring, save the civilians there. I'm going to go chase after the bad guys that have a chemical weapon. And he's like, are you serious? Bruce, I threw the janitor for the Justice League, and he's like, I've come to terms with that, but, like, you gotta be kidding me. So he's, like, helping the citizens, he's also, like, helping make sure, you know, the place doesn't flood, but then the structure collapses, and a whole wing of, a whole room of babies go flying out of the door, and the Flash is trying to save all of them, but then his calorie count finally catches up with him and he runs out he almost runs out of calories he's like in critical and instead of saving a baby which is what we think he jumps towards the vending machine bashing it open and just shoving his face full of food and it gets him to like maximum peak energy and he saves the babies the babies look horrible in this scene though i will explain that um the cgi for the babies look horrendous in my opinion and I heard something with the CGI, and I will reference the CGI a lot in this episode, but this I heard something from the director on TikTok that I guess the CGI was done like that on purpose to kind of be like a Barry's point of view kind of thing, which I guess is interesting if they did do it on purpose, but I don't know if I really believe that. I think it should it should have just been better, in my opinion. He saves the babies, and the doctor's kind of horrified because she's like, I was falling out of a window, but now I'm on the ground. Like, how did that happen? Because to them, it just happens in a blink of the eye. For us, it happens because we're at the Flash's point of view, and it's a, and we're just seeing it happen at his rate. So he saves the baby, and then we cut to Bruce, taking down the bad guys, and he's now dangling over a river, and Alfred's like, if you let that guy fall into the river with a chemical weapon, it could kill all of Gotham by the afternoon. And Wonder Woman comes to save the day and get Bruce 
so he doesn't lose the guy to the river because he's losing his grip on the guy. And the, I think this was the first time we saw uh, Wonder Woman since Wonder Woman uh, 84. So it was nice to see. No, actually, she was in the Shazam movie. She was in a post credit scene for the Shazam movie. So this wasn't. So that was the last time we saw her. It's nice to see her again. I do like Gal Gadot as a Wonder Woman. I think she's a wonderful actress for the character. I think she, you know, she's very attractive. She looks good. Um, <laughs> a funny scene happens where the Flash, Batman are kind of entangled in the Lasso of Truth, and they kind of <laughs> admit them things that they shouldn't have because of the Lasso of Truth and. Wonder Woman kind of just smirks and then flies away. It was kind of really funny. It cuts. So now we cut to nighttime. Barry's talking to his dad. Who we find out is in prison. For his mom's murder. Because. Barry's dad murders his mom. Or. That's what we're led to believe. But Barry doesn't believe that. We have a flashback scene of Barry's childhood home, and then Barry runs to that childhood home to see that there's another family living in it. And this kind of sadness, and knowing that his father's in jail kind of sets him into like a rage slash sadness, where he builds up all this speed and creates this kind of chrono bowl after going so fast, and he travels back in time to the baby incident later uh earlier that day so that was kind of cool he explains this all to uh, bruce wayne and he's like if i could go back in time what if i can um stop my mom's murder or prevent it and get my dad released from jail and have my mom and he's like i could have your parents cured too and not die and Bruce is like, no, you shouldn't do that. Messing with time could have some drastic consequences. And he's like, fine, I won't do that. He does it. He does the chrono bowl. Because he's like, if I just change one small thing without interfering with my past self and anyone else, I won't affect anything. And he does. What he does is we find out that the reason his dad's in jail is because he wants to go get a can of tomatoes. He figures that if his mom already had the can of tomatoes, then his dad won't get the can of tomatoes. So that's exactly what he does. He puts the can of tomatoes in his mom's cart, and his dad doesn't go to jail. We find out that he uh, he has his mom back, he has his dad back, he's going back to the present until... What, kind, what I thought at the time was like a time raid from the um, Flash TV show, but is actually Dark Flash pushes him out of the Chrono Bowl into his 18th year. So we see what his kind of, or this was kind of also like a Flash origin story movie too, because this was also the day, September 29th was actually the day um, that he got his powers. And he now bumps into his 18-year-old self and is like, Hey, dude, I know this is weird, but I need you to go get your powers. And he's like, powers? I'm getting powers? 
and he gets powers, and they have to break into Star, I mean Central City crime labs to get into the forensics labs. So Barry can get struck by lightning and get his powers. They get into the lab, they get struck by the lightning, but our Barry from the present gets struck by lightning too and essentially loses his powers. What I think happens in my mind is that Barry essentially transfers his powers to past Barry. And that's how past Barry gets his powers. Not from the lightning or the chemicals, but from just a power transformance. That's why our Barry currently doesn't have his powers. And he's like, what do we do now? They go back to his apartment and we get this really cool sing. I mean, scene with the song, I think it's I Am Young, um, with Past Barry, which I'm now just going to call uh, 18 Barry, running through the street. Um, and he ends up burning into like a ball of fire, and his clothes get burned off, and then he runs back. And our Barry is like, you can't just do that. Your clothes aren't friction proofs so they're gonna burn off and he's like oh my B <laughs> and we see and we find and Barry's like man is this how everybody thinks I'm annoying and then we get a scene of them figuring out what year this is the year that Zod invades earth and Barry's like what if I were to Stop Zod before all these people die. Like they did originally. By assembling the Justice League early. And then that's when we find out a lot of things have changed. There's no Aquaman. There's no Wonder Woman. There's no Superman. There isn't Bruce Wayne slash Batman. So that's who Ezra goes to find and recruit. But we find out that it's actually Michael Keaton's Batman. And he's super old and essentially retired. And Barry's like, oh, dude, we're screwed. Barry's like, but what if I can find Clark? And he ends up finding out that an alien crashed in Russia and essentially got abducted by the Russians. And what we don't know is if that's Clark or maybe a different Kryptonian or something like that. So Barry goes with Bruce to go get this Kryptonian from the Rus from the Russians. And we get this cool scene where Batman takes down all these Russian guards like flawlessly. It was incredible. And we rescue Supergirl because it's not Clark. It's a girl Kryptonian and her suit's incredible. When they get out, Kara absorbs the sun and takes out so many Russian guards in like a fell swoop in this like giant combat battle where Batman's fighting and Supergirl's fighting and at our Flash isn't doing anything because he doesn't have powers but 19 year old I mean 18 year old Flash is doing so much um, or at least doing his best to try to help but I like it how it was kind of like a Superman and Batman fight a bunch of Russians 
together and it was kind of cool. It was a very slow-mo kind of scene. It kind of, it really looked really cool. Um, and then we cut back to Bruce's mansion and Carl's like, why did you save me? And Barry's like, we need to go fight God to save this world and save these people. And she's like, why would I save humans if they're the ones that locked me up there? And Barry's like, well, I don't know. And doesn't convince her in any way, which I think is stupid. Because if your planet's about to die, what should you do? So... I would have convinced her a bit more, but I guess not. And this is what kind of makes me frustrated, is that Barry cares, our Barry cares so much about, you know, saving this world, because it's the world his mom is in, that he is too blind to see that it was doomed to fail from the start. Now, Supergirl does, you know, go to their side and is like, you know, I'll help you save the humans, because she flies to the Air Force Base to see what Zod is up to, and Zod literally murders thousands of humans. And Barry's like, yeah, that's what they're that's a, that's what they came to do. Conquer our planet and take it for their own. And she's like, Do you know what this symbol means on my chest? And Barry goes, Hope. And she's like, Yeah, we are not a people of war, so I will help you defend your planet. Barry's like, first, we need to get my powers back. And 18 Barry is like, how are we going to do that? And he's like, we're going to recreate the experiment using thunder, I mean, lightning, and the chemicals that douse me. Bruce is like, you are crazy, but I'll help you anyways. So he straps himself to a chair, which kind of reminds me of that, of that scene in the Flashpoint animated series, in the animated scene. And he gets struck by the lightning, doesn't work. He, he's like, do it again. And the system shorted out. Supergirl carries him to the sky and he gets struck by lightning again. And it seems not to work. And then 18 Barry goes to touch his hand and it works, transferring part of the speed force and activating the rest in his body. And they both now are speedsters. The only difference is 18 Barry is still an experience, he's so young, and our Barry has experience that he went through in the Justice League and up until this point. So he's gonna kick ass in this movie. And that's what they do. They pull up the four of them and Bruce, before they pull up, is like, what do we call this? And 18 Barry's like, is this the Justice League? And our Barry's like, I guess it kind of is. But considering that they're duplicates of each other, and we only have Superman and Bat—I mean, Supergirl and Batman, I don't really know if it is in my opinion, but heck, if they're going to call it that, fine. So they go to face Kryptonians, and... Barry kind of tells 18 Barry, like, we can't kill them or beat them, but we can knock them out to buy Kara enough time to take out Zod 
permanently and end this war. We find out when Kara confronts Zod that Kal-El is dead. Zod killed him when he was a baby, and this was truly shocking because it kind of felt like since Kal died that Kara really had nothing left of her homeland. She still kind of had that hope that Kal was eventually going to reach Earth since he was just drifting in space, but now she didn't have that hope anymore, so she just starts going ape on Zod, and he is so unsurprised. Barry and 18 Barry are finding Kryptonians, and our Barry is showing them like new moves to do and what to do with the built of energy you're storing. And he shows us like new hand move to like kind of lightning bolt them, which is kind of cool. I like the way that they did it in the Flash TV show, I thought that was pretty cool um, and a lot more better because when they're like spinning in a circle and then drive the lightning from the back to the, off their hand. I feel like it's a lot cooler and a lot more, like, proper to do it, but that's just my opinion. You also have that um, scene where kind of Bruce is like, I'm going to go for the big one, and ends up dying because his Batwing was severely um, underwhelmed to the giant ship that was shielded against him. And once Bruce dies, and then Kara dies to Zod after she gets tired, after kind of, it's kind of like when you're sprinting and you run out of energy. Once she gets tired, Zod kind of gets the upper hand and takes her out, gets her blood by killing her. And this was the breaking point for 18 Barry. And Barry goes, Barry, both of them go into the Chrono Bowl, go back in time a few minutes to try to save them, but we keep finding out that there really is no way to save them, and that this world that they're in with their mom and everything is doomed to fail. We get greeted by the Dark Flash again, and we see him again, and he's like, do you remember me, Barry? We've been doing this for so long. And we find out that the Dark Flash is actually 18 Barry, who's been doing this for, it seems like, years on end. And we find out, because they're doing this, multiverse, multiversal universes are colliding with each other. And we get glimpses into them. We get glimpses into a Nicolas Cage Superman universe, old-timey Superman universe, Christopher Reeves' Superman universe... Um, I think there was a glimpse into Adam West's Batman universe, and I feel like I'm forgetting one more. No, I think that was it, and I think that was pretty cool, and cool in the sense that we kind of got some really cool cameos, but I feel like they could have looked better with better uses of CGI. I also think that the CGI past events that you see in the Chrono Bowl kind of like kaleidoscopy could have used better CGI. Now, the Black Flash traps our Barry in kind of a lightning bolt um, barbed wire kind of holding. And 18 Barry 
jumps in front of the killing blade and sacrifices himself. And this is when Ourberry finally comes to the realization, like, we, I have to go back. I have to go back and stop myself from saving my mom. And this really shows the kind of full circle message of, like, you can't say everybody and you kind of just have to deal with it. And, you know, the bond between him and his mom, and I'm not going to go on full spoiler mode because I feel like you should experience this. It's just so heart-wrenching in this movie. So he goes back, and with 18 Barry dying, Dark Flash isn't created. So now that Dark Flash is gone, our Barry can go fully back in time, stop himself from saving his mom, giving a kind of lasting moment that he gets to meet his mom one more time before he goes back he goes back resets the timeline to how it was goes to his dad's trial and we find out this kind of cool glimpse of a few things and we figure out that Barry altered some security footage that Bruce had to make it so his dad looked up becoming his dad's alibi to his mom's murder so now his dad is free and we also find out that the Bruce that gave him that security footage is no longer Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne but George Clooney Bruce's Wayne from Batman and Robin which is a movie that I saw multiple times when I was younger because I owned it on DVD from my mom why my mom owned that super superhero movie I will never know. I don't know how she got it, where she got it, but I always watched it. It did skip a bit towards the end, but it was a solid movie in my opinion. Do I think George Clooney was a bad Batman? Kind of. Was was he a bad Bruce Wayne? No. I think he had the charm to pull it off back then. Um, it's very interesting, and I'm very confused because towards the end of the movie because we know that this is the final, I think, superhero movie of the old timeline. But I thought Batman was getting uh, recasted for as someone else. But so does this Flash movie? Is it, if this Flash movie is in a different timeline, we're never gonna see Ezra again. And I mean, it's probably gonna be a new Flash too. One thing I would like to go into before, um, you know, I get to my thoughts and reviews. Is the message of the movie. And I think that is we have to really cherish the moments that we have with someone until they're gone. And when we do lose someone, we shouldn't be so focused on their death that we don't learn to honor their memories and move on. And I think that's what Barry was struggling with, moving on. He didn't have friends. He didn't have a lot, but what he did have was this just sole purpose of focusing on getting his dad out of jail and just the grieving of his mom that had been dead for years at that point. So you should always just spend as much time with your loved ones as possible because you never know how much you have left. And if they do pass, focus on those memories. Anyways, I would like to get to my thoughts and reviews of the movie um 
I thought my thoughts, I thought the, I thought the movie was pretty good. I don't think it was, like I said at the beginning, I don't think it was a comic book movie of the year. I think it was a decent movie. I think they could have done the character more justice, but I would give the movie a 7.5 out of 10. This episode's going to be a bit short because there's not a lot I can talk about without spoiling the movie. So I hope you guys just see that it, see this episode as kind of a Flash movie teaser if you guys end up seeing the Flash movie this week, which I do recommend. I hope to see all of you guys next episode where I will be going over seasons 1 through 4 of the Flash TV show. I do want to wish a happy Father's Day to my Uncle Tim. If you are listening, I hope you do amazing today, and I hope you enjoy today. Happy Father's Day.